0: Welcome to another Live the Patriots podcast. I am your host, Andrew Pizzelli. And my oh my, what a game. 34-31, the final in overtime. The Patriots find a way to win this game after playing what I arguably is and statistically the worst half of football I've ever seen them play, uh, under Bill Belichick. It was just everything that could go wrong went wrong for them. It was reminiscent of that game uh against the 49ers uh last season where you just had it was fumbleitis. And it started with Stephen Ridley, who we'll talk about more as we go along here, but just plain and simple awful 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 first half. Um worst half I've ever seen for this Patriots team. They couldn't move the ball. Uh they couldn't they couldn't do anything right. You try you know I said you had to establish the run, and clearly they wanted to do that. Um, that was the the game plan. but when you have Stephen Ridley giving the ball up and then LeGarrette Blunt giving the ball up and then Brady gets sacked, and when all of those lead directly to points and you're stuck in a twenty four to nothing hole you know in the second quarter, the game plan kind of all of a sudden goes out the window, <laughs> and to that point, when it was twenty four nothing. You know, obviously there's a long way to go in the game, but you're looking at it like, geez, we've gifted them 24 points, and to that point Manning hadn't done anything. And that Broncos offense hadn't really done much. They've been given short fields to score with. So you're thinking, gosh, (laughs) what have we done? (laughs) We've we've played well aside from the turnovers, and we're down 24-0. But obviously you hadn't played well. You you turned the ball over like that. It's 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 difficult to win any game, and you wouldn't expect to be able to then. Well, you know we got to hold this Broncos team to like maybe one more score to give ourselves a chance. And most people didn't see that happening. I didn't see it happening. I'll be honest. I I thought they were done. I thought they were cooked. I thought it was gonna be one of those games where they 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 fight back and they end up losing 31-17 um, or or more. I mean you don't expect to spot that team 24 points. Um, and to play as bad and as horribly as you did, and then to come out and have a second half like the one they had, which I would argue, you know, I, I guess by the law of averages, you say the Patriots played a okay game because they had the worst half of football they could have in the first half and the best half of football they could have in the second. Um, and it started with, I think some key personnel changes, uh, on defense, which is what sparked this. The offense just had to stop turning the ball over. I think they obviously had uh, a key. They had their plan to move the ball against this Denver defense. It was to run the ball in spots. They had pa- uh, places where they could exploit that defense in the passing game. Problem is, when you're down 24 nothing, you tend to want to get away from your game plan. And when you have running backs that are coughing up the ball, it makes it hard to run the ball. Um, but you felt... All you had to do was stop Denver. <laughs> and this Patriots team can't move the ball. They can put up points. So you had to do something different defensively uh, and ratchet it up a bit if you're going to get Peyton off the field. Um, and I think one of the key decisions was getting Dante Hightower out of there. I really like Dante Hightower as a player. He has all the measurables. But it's been talked about again and again and again how this guy's kinda It's in the late parts of his second year. And he seems to just kind of be lumbering around out there. He's always in a chase position. He never seems like he's hustling to the ball. He just he seems flat out there. And there's a lot of plays that he should be making as a first-round draft pick that he's just not making. And as soon as you took him off the field and you put a guy like Dane Fletcher in who's just flying around trying to make plays, what happens? Forces a fumble. Pages get the ball back. You know, and Getting a guy like Jamie Collins out there more in better position. He's making plays. He's covering Wes Welker. <laughs> you know, he's 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 running around the field, breaking up passes, getting in the way, getting his nose in in and around the football, where we really haven't seen Dante Hightower do in pretty much two seasons now. And those are two guys, uh, Jamie Collins and, and Dane Fletcher, that I both give, gave gave PES points to this week. Two guys that stepped in and I saw an immediate impact, and they left an immediate imprint on this game. Uh, and there's there's more of those. Uh, Coming along shortly here. But we can forget this first half. I think you don't need to analyze much more than the fact that the Patriots just had an awful first half. Turned the ball over. And Denver did what they're going to do. They're going to put up points. 24-0. So that second half. Like I said, the defensive adjustment of personnel. I don't think their scheme changed all that much. You saw they wanted to play two high safeties. Play tight man coverage. Go ahead, Peyton. Audible into the run. Do it as much as you want, and I think that's that's kind of where Peyton, you know, everybody talks about Peyton being a machine and robotic, maybe to a fault, is he was content just to keep handing the ball off, and I think if you're a Patriots fan, if you're the Patriots defense, you'll take that, and obviously that's what they wanted. They knew, and I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to say it, and they knew, it, that was probably the game plan. Listen, we're not going to give them anything in the passing game, Let let them run the ball, and... They did it to the tune of 280 yards on the ground. But at the same time, Peyton Manning took himself out of the game. And when he's the best player out there on the field, you'll take that. And the Patriots will take that. And I think this is where Manning has come under a lot of criticism, is that he should have known that and maybe taken more control over this game when you have a situation where Talib comes off the field and you got Kyle Amitying on Demarius Thomas, and you still decide to check into these run plays. You know, at, at some point, you got to just become Peyton Manning and chuck the ball. Uh, obviously, you know, the wind wasn't too, too much of a factor in the passing game. Pete, Tom Brady threw for, had 50 attempts. Obviously, they had to pass the ball more, but 34 completions for 344 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks. Manning, meanwhile, was handing the ball off continually, and... 19 of 36 for a pedestrian, 150 yards, two touchdowns, and, and an interception. So maybe he just was too afraid to call his number? I, I don't know. I don't know why Peyton would continually check to a running game even when even when you know advantages in the passing game presented themselves. I can't explain that. Obviously, you'll take it as a Patriots fan uh, and a, a, someone on that Patriots defense. You'll take it. But it was, it was very curious to see that happen, and that's really what allowed the Patriots to get back in this game. They forced turnovers. They forced the Broncos off the field. Um, and it, it's crazy when I talked about beforehand that for the Patriots to have a chance at winning this game, they were going to need to control the clock, and they were going to need to rush the ball for probably 150 yards or more and able to do so. And when you look at the final numbers, and obviously, the way the Patriots are playing defense, those stats are inflated. But when you play defense like that and how often Peyton wanted to go to the run, you really kind of let them control the clock. Uh, Denver, one time of possession with 38 minutes and 58 seconds. Uh, the Patriots had 34 minutes and 6 seconds, so not a huge disparity. But, hey, I mean, 4 minutes, that's a drive. That's a single drive or that's two quick drives. Um and rushing the ball, obviously, that the Broncos far and away run uh, one <laughs> run. Uh, the they won the run, uh, 280 yards to the Patriots 116, uh, because the Patriots basically kind of abandoned the run. Uh, they ran in spots. They ran out of out of shotgun. Uh, they ran a couple short yardage plays, uh, like Bolden on the on the goal line or third and one, second and one. They ran the ball there, but weren't really making a conceded effort to pound the ball. Um, and eventually the Patriots won the turnover battle. The Broncos ended up with four turnovers, uh, to the Patriots three and the Patriots didn't, they took really good care of the ball after that first, first quarter, first half. Uh, it, maybe it was cause of the cold. Maybe someone put a spell on the ball in the first half, but the ball was just squeaking out of the Patriots arms everywhere. Uh, and anytime anyone was touching the ball other than Tom Brady, I was worried about the ball getting stripped. Um, even Edelman, you know, on a punt return, fumbles the ball. And luckily, I think it was, uh, you know, Michael Buchanan falls on it. Uh, but he just didn't feel safe about anybody having the ball in their hands. And overall, this is a wacky game. It is a crazy game. And I, was, I was concerned. I was very, very concerned once this game got to overtime. Uh, and I guess that's what we'll talk about next year is this overtime period and some of the decisions made in that. Um, I was worried that this game was going to end in a tie. I was I was I was I would have been very upset if this game ended in a tie cuz not only do you not want to just end in a tie anyways cuz you don't know how to feel like did we win did we lose we tied what does that mean how do we gauge how we played it's just so awkward but to have a Brady Manning game end in a tie you know this has been hyped as you know, the last Brady Manning game and if it ends in a tie how do you deal with that it just would have been this awful, weird statistic. That like, what do you what do you do with it? <laughs> you know, Tom Brady is nine four and, and one against Peyton Manning, or Peyton Manning is four nine and, and one all time. Like, it's, a tie a tie would have just been so unfitting for all of the build up that this game had to have it end in a tie, especially on a, game, a day in the NFL when you already had one other tie. It it just it wouldn't have been good. I think you, know, you talk about the NHL doesn't like ties. and other sports, you don't want to have ties and all these other things. For an NFL game to end in a tie, especially one that's this hyped as Brady Manning, it just would have been so deflating. <laughs> especially since the Patriots won, were down and mounted a great comeback. So you'd feel like, gosh, like we, we could have won this game and ended in a tie. And the Broncos feel like, oh, well, we were up 24 nothing and we ended up tying. It just would have been... It would have been really weird. The conversation this week, you wouldn't know what to feel. Um, it, It would have been... I wouldn't have been happy at all. I was really concerned. But then, the biggest factor in this game came into play, and that was the wind. And that's when, I guess now, we'll talk about Belichick's decision to kick to Peyton Manning to start overtime, which, at the time, when, at first I saw... Confusion on the looks of the captains when they won the toss, and they're looking over at Belichick, and they kind of motion. They, they they don't want to receive. They they want the wind, and you could see the ref is like, "Wait, you? What do you want to do? You sure?" He's always he's almost telling like, "Wait, you're sure? You, you you want a kick to Peyton Manning?" And they decided. Belichick decided we want to make them have to go into the wind in overtime, and that decision at the time. At the time, I was irate because the Patriots offense hadn't really been stopped that point in the game. Manning had just kind of led them down the field. You're more banged up now on defense, and you're going to give him the ball in overtime with a chance to win? Now, granted, he only has to go get a touchdown, but he could do it. It's Peyton Manning. I can understand if you were playing any other quarterback and you like having that second chance where all you got to do is get a stop and then get a field goal. Excuse me. But it's Peyton Manning. How can you do that? And uh, I guess it worked out. And hindsight, now looking at it, it was a great decision because it ended up being a pretty big factor in that game. They said to win, uh, even with sudden death, they're going to have to get to our 25-yard line, and I think we can stop that. Um, And granted, they went back and forth in overtime, and like I said, (laughs) I was worried it was going to end in a tie, but the wind played a big factor on that punt. The Patriots punt with a little over you know two and a half minutes to go, and there's a lot of people you can blame there, and I think it was Ty Law who said it best, where you know even though Welker you could say he's making the right call, trying to tell everybody to get away, you know making the 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 Peter call, maybe no maybe Tony Carter can't hear him. maybe you' gotta yell louder, maybe you're gotta make that call sooner. Or, if you're Wes Welker, you could just go up, man up, and fair catch that punt. And Ty Law made a great point uh, in a, about a guy who earned a Pez point this week. Julian Edelman caught every single punt that was was presented to him in this game. And Wes Welker did not. He let some of them roll. That last one, eliminate all of this by manning up, going up, and just making the play and catching the punt and a lot of people look at it was like Wes Welker was afraid, didn't didn't want to have uh, cause a turnover or was worried or scared about muffing that punt. And what happens? His own guy gets in the way. The Patriots recover. And then something like 20 minutes later, they win the game. <laughs> that was probably the most painful segment of that game was the whole uh, take a knee, then they call timeout, then we try to position the ball, then we take another knee and let it get to... Let it get down to the two minute warning. Then we trot Gaskowski out. Then they take another timeout. That that whole stretch is just like, just kick the ball. Like, we just want to win. Um, and obviously, Gaskowski makes the kick, and the Patriots win in overtime. Um, but I think for, for Denver, if you're Denver, you, you look at it, it it's kind of like you played not to lose. And when you do that, you lose. You know, Peyton took what was given to him, the, the best option. Was to run the ball against two high safeties and the defensive look they were getting. Uh, Wes Welker, you know, the, the, the best play here is to just you know not 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 risk it. Let's not risk turning the ball over and, and try and call everyone away. Whereas if you're Peyton Manning, if you're Peyton Manning and you see Kyle Arrington on Demarius Thomas, you man up and you you start chucking the rock around uh, against that look. And if you're Wes Welker, you man up and you just catch the ball. Now, those are situational things where I think the Broncos ended up letting this game slip away from them. And when you really break it down, if the Patriots didn't hand the Broncos a 24 nothing lead, they probably could have won this game maybe going away. Uh, Manning didn't have a great game, even with Nelson Marino having a great game on the ground. That really wasn't a factor as far as them putting up points. I mean you pretty much you only give them one touchdown in the second half. The other touchdowns they scored are off short fields. Which maybe you know, if you're not turning the ball over, you wouldn't have given them. So I think if you're a Patriots fan you feel really confident with your ability, if down the road you have to play this team again, that you match up really, really well with them and <laughs> hopefully you don't have the first half you did and like you did in this game, uh, but I think you have to feel real confident whether you're playing them here, or whether you're playing them in Denver, that you have, that you match up really, really well. Um, now, a lot of things after the fact, um, obviously everyone <laughs> can agree, can in hindsight agree that Belichick's a genius for some of his strategies in this game, but we already knew that. Um, <laughs> I really think, too, that th- th- making that decision to kick to Manning and kind of thinking Manning won't get it, I think probably really, Belichick probably really enjoyed kind of sticking it to Manning like that. Like, yeah, I'm going to give you the ball, and you're not going to do anything with it. Uh, I mean, that, that's the kind of thing that I think really gets Manning angry. I I said during the game, one thing, that that nothing curdles my blood more than smug Manning. And when they were up 24-0, he just had that smug, like half-like devil grin on his face. His brother has the same look. And th- that look just, oh, it gets me all upset. And... But nothing, nothing warms my heart more than angry, just, like, sad Peyton Manning. Just, just giving the Manning face and just, you know, post games. um, yeah, I, I don't know, they, uh, they, they have a, uh, they have a great offense, Tom's great. and just having to make, make excuses for why he didn't <laughs> do what Tom Brady did, um, nothing makes me happier than to see that, um, so the Broncos have a lot to blame for themselves. It's just a weird game. I think if it, it, it might have been fitting if it ended in a tie because <laughs> neither team would have played well enough to deserve to win. But the Patriots get the win, obviously. Um, I think we'll get to my Pez points. And I already covered Julian Edelman, Dane Fletcher, Jamie Collins, all who I thought played outstanding. I thought the Patriots secondary um, as a whole played outstanding. I think everyone made play. Everyone contributed in this game. Kyle Anton had key plays uh, in the slot against Welker. Um, I thought Tlaib had some big plays at the end against Thomas. I thought a guy like Daron Harmon, who he's had to step in. He's a rookie playing safety, and you're playing Peyton Manning, and you defended the field well. You didn't give up any big plays down the field. Manning didn't even try to take any of them, but none were given up. And so I think overall the Patriots secondary played really, really, really well. Uh, against this Broncos team. I thought the special teams played outstanding in a game where you saw special teams miscues from the Broncos. Plays where, like that last play where Welker doesn't want a fair catch-a-punt and you have a ball roll off your own guy. They had a fumble earlier with Trenton Holiday. Um, The kicking game, uh, I thought, you know, Guskowski had a great game. You know, he had two clutch field goals that really obviously were the difference in this game. One, to put the Patriots up by seven, and obviously the game-winner in overtime. And you didn't see the elements affect the kicking game or the special teams as much for the Patriots um, because they didn't let it affect them. And I think that's that's to their coaching and their execution. Um, and my final Pez point goes to Tom Brady, who had what was probably one of the best moments of this game when he threw that touchdown to Gronkowski to make it 24-21 and he just comes running up and gives this wide-eyed, guttural, caveman, Tarzan-type scream right in Gronkowski's face. And he was evidently fired up and passionate, excited, and trying to fire. You know, Obviously, you don't need to fire Gronk up. He's already fired up. But that kind of play is just infectious. And I think that's the kind of intangible that Brady has that separates him from Manning. I think where you see when the going gets tough, Manning is just still himself, and they just they just are going about their business. And when the going gets tough, Brady tries to get his guys going and fires guys up and demand more of them, and you know bring that's that's leadership. He's trying to be get guys to be more than they can be, and he's trying to will his team to victory. Whereas Manning does that with his play, and he just it's it's a difference in styles. I mean, Manning just is still himself and goes out there and is a tactician. Whereas Brady is all those things, but he, he, he brings a certain fire to his game, and you saw that on display in this game. I mean, you're down 24 nothing, and nothing's going right, but you come out and... You know, you, you, get, you get a little something going. You go to the sidelines, and you can see them nodding and, you know, and high-fiving, like, you know, okay, nodding the head, like, okay, all right, let's get back out there. Let's let's keep it going, keep it going. And when you, you get it to that one-score game, and Brady's all fired up, yelling and screaming, you know, that fires everybody else up. And then you come down, and maybe you want to hit harder on, on special teams or on defense, and you force another turnover like they did. And it's just the momentum ball all of a sudden is is snowballing your way. And... That's why I think Tom Brady, he should get two. You know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give Tom Brady two Pez points this week. One for his play uh, on the field and two for his leadership. Um, you can't come back and win a game like that without a guy like Tom Brady. Um, I, I don't care if, if who it is. You know, you're down 24 nothing. You're going against Peyton Manning uh, in that offense. I think if you don't have a guy like a Tom Brady, maybe a guy like Drew Brees, uh, can was a very emotional leader as well uh, for the Saints. Um, can motivate your team to stick with it. Um, I think you need a guy like a Tom Brady at the top. So yeah, Tom Brady gets. I'm I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm rogue. Tom Brady is getting two Pez points this week. I have decided. Um, and 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 he deserves it. This whole. I mean, you could give a Pez point to everyone on this team. I and mean, Logan Ryan played well. And it. Belichick said it post game. Everyone contributed, and that's the great thing about winning that way. It's it's team football. Beginning of the year, it was the defense won us games. Kind of the middle, oh, the offense won. A game like this, it's just the team won. It's a collective team victory, and that's the kind of football that wins your championships. Now, three turnovers in a game doesn't win you championships, and we can talk more later, later on this week uh, about still some of the problems this Patriots team has uh and the problems they'll face going forward and things they still need to do uh better if they want to obviously get to a super bowl and win another championship but you have to enjoy this one uh it it lived up to the hype i don't think anyone everyone like i said throw predictions out the window with this game uh everyone had their prediction how the game was going to go how everything was going to turn out and none of that went according to plan and obviously to have a comeback in the kind of game and overtime, the way the way it all played out, you couldn't script it any other way. It was typical of a Brady-Manning matchup. Um, it was an instant classic. It was one for the ages. You know what? I hope these two teams play again. Um, and if it's for under higher stakes, that'll make it even better because whenever these two teams play, it's, it's just they're amazing games. They're great to watch. They take years off your life. I won't lie. I was pretty stressed out during that game. Because uh, once you get back into the game, obviously you don't want to lose it. You don't want to fight all the way back just to say lose on a fluke play in overtime, like the Broncos did. Um, if that was going the other way, Patriots, it would, it would be a much more uh, somber discussion this week. But anyway, the Patriots do win, thirty-four, thirty-one, in an absolute thriller in overtime over the Broncos. They're looking pretty now for that. You know, if, if, if for the at least for the number two seed if not the number 1 seed if you know the Broncos slip slip up again uh down the stretch here but the Patriots have some more tough games ahead of them and just as a little teaser i'm worried about this Texans game and i'll get into why on my question show on thursday um which we'll actually know now that i think about it there will not be a question show this thursday the question show will be tomorrow at 2 cuz i just remembered that it's thanksgiving so tomorrow, Wednesday the 27th at 2 o'clock, come to com. Click on the live show tab at the top um, and listen to the live question show. It goes for about a half hour, 2 to 2.30. I'll be taking your questions, and I want to kind of talk about a little more about this game if, if you guys want, but kind of getting into the Texans game, and I am worried. I'm worried about the Texans game. I'm worried about these road games coming up. I'll explain why tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure you follow us on Twitter, at LiveThePats. Email us your questions and comments. We'd love to have them. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And don't forget the question show tomorrow, 2 o'clock, on LiveThePages.com. I'm your host, Andrew Pizzelli, and thank you for listening.